myself out. I am afraid of I'm terrified and paralyzed by I am deathly afraid of Welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast with your host, me, Ryan Perio. Hello and welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Perio. This week, we have a new guest with a new fear. Uh, starting November off with an interesting fear is my friend, Christy Nova. Christy is a Twitch streamer. And you might see her on Instagram or all social media at Christy Got Jokes. Uh, she does a Twitch stream where she just has all kinds of drama in her life. And so she lets the Twitch streamers follow her as well as sometimes play video games together on Twitch. Um, in this episode, we talk about her crazy life, which in, in this interview, she's on her way to Austin. So we're recording this in a hotel room while she waits to move. Um, we talk about her move to Austin, how she got into Twitch and what's Twitch like. And then we get into her fear of escalators. So let's go on down to my interview with Christy Nova. All right, my guest this week is Twitch streamer and comedian Christy Nova, which is not the name I'm used to calling her. <laughs> Christy is base is a Twitcher Twitch streamer who is also a comedian who does live streaming from comedy shows. Uh, she is actually an affiliate, I believe, or in the running for a Twitch affiliate, and so she is briefly going to stay in Dallas until she makes her debut in Austin here in in June. So life is a whirlwind for Christy Nova right now. And we've caught her casually laying in her hotel bedroom, just chilling. Because life, life is hard. Sometimes you just need to just lay down. You're just lucky enough to be able to afford to lay down in a hotel room. Some people just lay in a one-bedroom apartment. Or a tent off of downtown Austin. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's a very diverse homeless population down in Austin. I will say that. I it. It's that, very interesting, so, to say the least. What inspired you to move to Austin? Let's start there since that's the, that's the, that's the newest news on the, on the front with the Christie since it's fresh. Okay, well, hello, everyone listening. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, I I really liked the fact that, you know, Joe Rogan and Elon Musk moved down to Austin. It's like booming right now with the house market. And, you know, it's a really good investment to buy a house down there. So that's what I decided to do uh, when Joe Rogan moved down. Um, so did his like, crew of people and I really I mean like I've always done producing and stuff so I thought maybe there'd be really cool opportunity and then all of the big twitch streamers uh most of them live in Austin and so I was hoping that I could figure out a way to kind of get in with them also to hopefully blow up <laughs> okay well I mean that uh, it's it's kind of like I would say it's kind of like the social media gold rush is what I would call it kind of like it's it, everybody's prospecting now for to get live shows and viewership and to, and to have fans. And Austin is 
right wing enough to uh, to say we're not gonna shut down for the pandemic, but also left wing enough to say we're we're not happy about it. And so it's absolutely. And one of my favorite things about Austin, and it's so nuts. When I was there last Monday with Miles, and um, we went every bar that I went to because we were live streaming. We went to this uh, pop-up event. They didn't even question me coming in with a camera. And I clearly have a little 4K camera that I'm coming in with. So uh, they didn't question me there. Creek in the cave, let me in and an open mic was going on. And I had to be like, hey guys, uh, we got to (laughs) go. I'm not going to stream other people's comedy. And and I just had to like in stream. But um, it was really cool to see how open they were with letting me in anywhere with the camera. Well, that's cool. And are you like the only Twitch affiliate in Austin that kind of does that kind of approaches the comedy front or is that kind of. I don't really know anybody else that's doing that. Um, You know, I'm definitely going to be doing more things than just comedy um, with my IRL stream when I moved down there. Uh, But nobody's showing like behind the scenes comedy. There's no comedian that has like this pro setup that's doing this other than Andy is a comedian. Obviously, Andy Milanakis, and he has this pro set up. Uh, I literally got all the links from another guy that got them from him. So, um, so yeah, and he streams like New York City. Like he just goes around the city and streams people. Um, but I mean, it's Andy Milanakis. Weird shit happens to him all the time because he looks like he's 12. Okay, well, <laughs> it's good to know. Uh, so what? how did you get into Twitch streaming of all things? So the pandemic hit and I was stuck inside the house with my boyfriend at the time. And he was sick of me putting on a one man show all the time because I'm a social butterfly and I needed attention. And (laughs) so he was like, Hey, I I can't deal with your, your one man show anymore. Can you please go look at this website called Twitch and see if you might like it? And then I did. And I just really, really got into it. Um, and then people started giving me money and I started, you know, making a profit. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. I'll, I'll do this. Okay. <laughs> so what, what is, what is, what is your Twitch stream like? So what is a, the life day in the life of Twitch streaming? Oh, goodness. Um, so my Twitch stream it definitely varies. Sometimes you'll get me at a bar on a random weekday night, which is when the creepers are out. And that's always fun. Um, <laughs> my chat loves that. They love to talk crap to the creepy guys that hit on me at the bar. Um, I also will do like chat-involved games. So like we could play Among Us. We could play Fall Guys. We could play... Um, Jackbox party. That's a big one that I play. And, and my chat can put in a code and play with me, uh, which is really cool. And then sometimes I'll just do my makeup on stream and people love that too. It's weird. I'll do balloon animals sometimes. Um, <laughs> it sounds like every, it's yeah. a kid's birthday party. Like <laughs> that's what it's about. <laughs> balloon animals. I'll sing to you. Uh, the mom's drunk in the corner. Yeah. So, so is the game thing like video games or are you playing like board games? Like you just play a monopoly with your follow with your followers. Um. <laughs> no, they're like video games. Um, 
I'll, I'll play like, I'll play some other stuff too sometimes, like just by myself and people will watch, but that's not like the best content I have. Um, so yeah. So is the best They're content? Like, like, one of them is like word games. So mm-hmm. I can actually be funny and do my comedy, like kind of practice coming up with funny things in different word games. And, and that's kind of cool when you're playing with other people. So trying to, Trying to think, so is your best content, that's what I was going to ask, the best content you have, is that the creeper, the <laughs> them talking shit about guys that hit on you? Is that the... I think my best contact content is definitely my IRL streams. I think my favorite IRL stream was interviewing Ross Day and asking him how he got into washboard comedy. And <laughs> is washboard comedy really a thing? No, I'm just kidding. And uh, <laughs> I love Ross. Uh, that was probably one of my favorites where we actually just sat down at a restaurant and he drank whiskey while I ate a salad and we talked about his his career. So I, I really like doing those. I think my chat loves embarrassing me in public because they can pay like a dollar or a hundred bits, which is like Twitch money. And um, if they do that, like they can talk and they can put whatever so like somebody's been like man i hate this yeast infection that i have and it'll like just blurt it out on my bluetooth speaker and everyone will look at me like i'm weird it's it's great okay (laughs) basically they love to embarrass me in public okay so definitely i'm a clown (laughs) not sure how i feel about twitch with that kind of so they (laughs) could So you have a so your setup is because I've kind of seen it's like it's a selfie stick with a, your phone so you can see who's chatting at you in a 4K camera. Yes. And so there's also a speaker that people. I have a Bluetooth speaker on my backpack. Yeah. And so does it say it, in your voice? Is it like pre-recorded? No, it's like a British guy. Okay. <laughs> I was like, it's so it's Alexa voice. It's not. I was like, so ha- so you ha- you recorded things that it could say and they just no. pick that's actually brilliant though i'm surprised you just that's don't have good. them control your date like and just have they have to do, you have to do basically what they suggest like the like you could do a percentage of votes of which way yeah, you could I take see. the conversation and a date and just see just thoughts i love that i love that my date wouldn't love it, but I love that. You could set, you could, you could, that guy can be anybody you want it to be, to be behind the corners. It could be your friend that they don't know that he's your friend and that way they just. Oh, that's true. You just have them play along. That's <clears> true. <throat> that's a good idea. I like that. I'm stealing it, Ryan. Okay. So. <laughs> so you're definitely an attention person because you've been in theater. You're, big into theater but even before you start comedy that's one of your big things and you're even on a game show like you've actually won yeah. money on let's make a deal or well, not money but prizes yes so how, i did how did you get on let's make a deal okay so when you live in la there's so many opportunities to do stuff and me and my best friend at the time laura we had the day off and we were like, we're bored. Let's do something that you can't normally do anywhere else. And so we saw that Let's Make a Deal was filming that day. So we went there and we dressed up in goofy costumes. 
Um, I had on like an Afro puff wig, mm-hmm. which is so cute. And for some reason, it's such a good wig that people think it's my real hair. I love it. And um, and yeah, so we go to the show. And what they do is they interview every single person. A producer will interview every single person. So it literally takes two hours to get into the audience to even start the show. Um, I was super hyper that day. I was super hyper. And I just walked up to the producer and I was like, hey, girl, hey. And she was like, what uh, What do you do? And I was like, I'm a singer. And then I like started singing. <laughs> and she thought I was nuts and she loved me. So boom, I uh, got picked for the show. Wayne Brady was really cool. Um, he was very nice. And I had a chance to win a trip. Mm-hmm. I did not guess the answer correctly. It was something about like what the oldest toy was. And I chose the G.I. Joe, but it was like a viewfinder. Do you remember yeah. what a viewfinder was? And then um, I picked curtain number two. I was offered curtain number two. And I said, hell yeah, let's go. And yeah, the rest is history. I won a retro kitchen set. It was a little red fridge and a dinky diner looking table thing. I loved it though. Yeah. <laughs> So what was that like being a contestant? Did they give you any kind of prep or is it just all improv off the cuff? Like did Wayne Brady come up and say, this is what I'm going to say to you? What do you, you know? You don't know you're being picked. He knows who he's picking because he's told beforehand, but you don't know you're being picked. So like when your name gets called or he points at you, which I could barely see that he was pointing at me. And then I was like, what, me, me? Hell yeah. You know, I'm like, it was a genuine, like excited reaction. I didn't know anything that he was going to do. Now, I definitely think that they have some planned stuff, especially right now when they can't have a live audience Mm -hmm. and they have their contestants sitting out in chairs. So it's not as it's definitely more planned now because they have to fill more time. Um, But no, I uh, it was pretty much all improv and just. Interesting. Yeah, it was really cool. Wayne Brady is that good, though. Like, yeah. I was just always curious, so like if they, if they during the commercial break they talk to you or you know, like we're clear, and then it, he's like, okay, this is, you know, I need you to give me some energy, or I need you to be excited, or you know, tone it down. You're, you're kind of. I just was curious if they kind of gave you directions or if they said anything to you, or they just kind of like walk away from you and like, okay, we're done. Yeah, no, I mean it is pre-recorded, so it's not live. Yeah. Um, but no, it was all very just improv. It was crazy. I love that. <laughs> That's cool. You're also a comedian and you're kind of, you've taken, you had with the pandemic and stuff. You, like you said, you kind of stayed in till I guess you were, are you vaccinated or no? I am. Yes. Okay. I'm vaccinated. Um, which is really, to me, I feel like it's really bad because now I feel like I'm not as reliant on my mask as I should be. I'm like a little bit more relaxed now. And I think that that's going to bite me in the ass. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm back. Um, I stayed inside because honestly, my my ex like kind of freaked out about the whole thing. He took it like very seriously. Okay. And that and some people are I there's you're definitely entitled to feel that way. It's not... It's not my place to say here or there. Some people, you know, are just more, you know, okay with it than say I am. Or Absolutely. I, I stayed in for the most part. Like I wore a mask. I still wear a mask to grocery stores. Sometimes though, I do forget 
with everything that's kind of loosening up, it's kind of becomes forgotten or put taken off really quickly, which is not good, but right, right. So I agree. As a comedian, so when when did you start comedy? Uh, do you hear my scoffing? Ugh. Uh, <laughs> but comedy will I, wait. I, I, people, people will, will, will beat themselves up over not doing it. I'm like, comedy's not going anywhere. Right. I know. I just, uh, I started in 2015 by taking a stand up class and starting my own comedy troupe. Um, and then from there, I was kind of shy about open mics. It, I was not 100% comfortable with myself or with the stage. And it was very hard for me to like go and do new material. And so I'd find other things that would distract me, like my comedy troupe or other things to kind of not. And I was still doing theater at the time. So, and I was putting on my own like sketch shows with my comedy troupe. And that took mm -hmm. a lot. Like I had no idea what I was doing. I learned as I went. And I, I'm, a much, I think, better performer because of it. So I'm grateful. But, but yeah, um, I came back. I did comedy, I think, straight for like a year and a few months. And then I took off again. And then my life went totally explosive. And uh, with just bad crap happening. And, um, and yeah, then I came back, God, like a month ago, a month and a half ago. It's been great. It's been great ever since I've come back. I, I love it. Twitch, I think, has made me a better comedian okay. um, because I just like if you have to hold a conversation with yourself for four hours. I just don't freak out as much when I go on stage and I try new material now. Yeah. Like it, I'm it's, actually more comfortable. It's a, it's a it's a I guess it's a version of stage time. So I could see how that would work is that it kind of gets you out of the anxiety of of performing whereas if you only went on stage it would be every time you go up on stage it slowly kind of whittles down to where you're not as nervous or scared exactly absolutely and, so i'm having a blast with it right now well that's good so your fear is a very interesting fear <laughs> but growing up in the 80s and early 90s it was a very it's a very it was definitely a fear that a lot of i would say parents had with their children and stuff growing up that that was it was very much a kid a kid centric or you know as a parent afraid for your kids kind of fear so yes. go ahead, so go ahead and tell people what you're afraid of <laughs> i'm afraid of escalators and that's I, I to me i was like that seems like a totally normal thing because it's hard you have to time it up i mean especially the old ones because there were some that would just move at different paces like you had one that was slow going up and then going down would be so fast and like, yeah like they were never never uniform it was like always and then the ones that are stopped mm -hmm. and they're not moving and people are still walking up them that gives me like the biggest anxiety in the whole world because i'm like it's just gonna start and then it's gonna eat me and then i'm gonna die on this escalator <laughs> So where did this fear start? Did this start as a kid? Yeah. Um, it's really weird. And I tried to find the cartoon of what it was. And I don't know what it was. I want to say I think it was Paddington Bear, but I don't think it was. But anyways, or no, not Paddington Bear, was it? 
corduroy bear. I don't know. Anyways, all I know is there was this cartoon where a kid got eaten by an elevator. And I don't know why, but it was the scariest thing in the world when I saw it as a kid. And so anytime I would go up to an escalator, I would just be terrified. And like, I could not get on it. I would have to wait for the steps to go because I didn't want to step on the crack. Because surely, oh no, my hotel phone is ringing because the front desk guy is in love with me and asks me out on a date when I checked in. <laughs> this is a new fear. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's my new fear. No, I'm just kidding. Let's. <laughs> well, interesting sorry we can go back i was just like oh shit because that happened last time i stayed here he blew up my phone and i never answered anyways that's creepy um yeah that is so weird yeah sorry (laughs) i'm sorry for you i'm like do we need do i need to come to frisco and (laughs) it's fine i can handle myself um (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. I'll let you know. Brian, help. Okay. Um, anyways, escalators. So yeah, uh, I was just one of those kids. I was just always terrified. Um, and then now I still can't step on the crack of an escalator. I get the worst anxiety and panic when I have to walk on one that's stopped. Um yeah, I have so many other stories we can even go into, but I'll let you ask more questions. <laughs> so, so is it just so it's this cartoon that basically brought forth the fact that this could really happen in some capacity that a machine could just, you know, grab a corner of your pant leg and just tug and you're you in. in. Yeah. Yes. And like, I think the cartoon, like, the kid went to like another world or something <laughs> but no all i was focused on was that the kid got eaten by an escalator and that could so happen so <laughs> that's fascinating that that from a cart well i mean but i mean there are things that that terrify like clowns like i feel like tim curry's it produced how many more people that are afraid of clowns just and that was a tv movie that was they thought okay for syndicated television and it was terrifying. Right. And so I could totally understand that, you know, just a cert- just watching something a certain way can be scary because it's to par- to adults, they kind of have a little bit more rationale. But to a kid, there's so much more absolute like this is really happening or, you know, they don't they don't ha- they don't have that suspension of disbelief that an adult has. Right, right. And so then it just gets embedded because I also feel like some fears are just passed on genetically because your parents are afraid when they're holding you. If your parents are like scared of something and they're like, and you're a baby and they're holding you and they, they freak out and stick a dog or something like now you'll be afraid of dogs because way back when you could feel this rush of anxiety from people holding you and you knew you were in danger. Yeah, no. And also my mom was like very protective of me. So I was very like careful with everything I did. And so I think, you know, I kind of grew up with just fear of surroundings and stuff. So yeah, escalator eating a kid, that was traumatizing. (laughs) It can be. And how do you, so how do you just take steps whenever you can? Like, do you just do steps, elevator? What I hate the most, I have to touch the railing 
Okay. I have to, and I hate it because I feel like, especially now, because we've had to wear masks and like hand sanitize everything. Like touching that railing is so nasty. It's just a breeding ground for germs. But I have to touch it because I'm so afraid I'm going to either fall off the escalator or fall on the crack. And that's going to eat my leg pants. And yeah, I, oh, sorry. I keep wanting to tell another story, but I'm just, oh my gosh. So like the worst thing in the world, and this is how I know I still have the fear and it doesn't help me. I went to go see, oh, which one was it? I think it was like, okay. Do you remember the final destination movies? Yes. Where death is like trying to kill you because you cheated death or something. Mm-hmm. So I think it was the fifth one and they released it in 3D and I went to go see it and one of the death scenes because these movies for people that don't know that are listening like these movies are so gory they're so over the top disgusting and this one the chick is getting eaten by an elevator I mean elevator an escalator and it's awful like I don't know how, what happens but it ends up opening up and then it like she gets like grinded by the gears and the escalator and I am dying I'm like freaking out I had to take my glasses off because it's all in 3d up in my face I literally think I was like about to have a panic attack I didn't feel well like I had goosebumps I was terrified okay. terrifying Ugh. So oh, yeah <laughs> So do you? So I, it just fascinates me that 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 this one machine because it's every they're not as prevalent as they used to be. But have you seen the videos where there's like a ton of people on an escalator in like China? Okay, right, and then the escalator just speeds up and just shoots these people out, and then other people are getting trapped on there, and then all these people are getting trampled, and then there's the one smart guy that slides down the railing. That would be me. Um, <laughs> See, I've I've never I don't look for that stuff though. I don't look for escalate. Why would you be looking at that? Like, is that supposed to like make you feel better? Is that your idea to try to get over it? Is to watch? I've just seen it on the news. Like, I worked for the news, so okay. like these were things that I would see because of where I worked. So okay. yeah. Okay, so fair enough. That that is true. You do you did work for CW thirty three News for a period of time. And yeah, so, for like two years. And so and then yeah, I show got canceled. <laughs> But yeah, like you, when you have stuff like that, then I totally get it where it's just other things just all of a sudden pop up like you just don't realize. Right. Like, like if you're going to go on a, a date to a restaurant and the only way to get to the restaurant is to go up this big, long escalator. The whole time I'm going to I'm going to be like, I hate escalators. I let people know immediately. Like, I have friends that will go shopping with me or we will be walking somewhere and we'll have to go on an escalator and they'll watch me. I have to literally stop, get the rhythm of it, and then step in the middle of the step and hold on to the railings. And my friends laugh at me. They make fun of me all the time. They just die They because they'll forget. And then they'll be like, oh, my God, you're such a toddler. <laughs> so do you when you hold on to the railing, is it one hand or both hands? Normally, I think it's just one hand. But if I like have myself really freaked out in my head, I will do the two hander for sure. Okay. <laughs> do you have to look forward or can you turn around and go backwards and look? No, no, I have to. I have to look at the ground when I'm getting on. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot take my eyes off of the steps. 
And then when I get on the escalator, I cannot turn around. I've tried that before. Like, oh, Universal Studios in LA has the scariest escalator going down and it goes down forever. It's like four different sets of escalators going steeply down. I tried to turn one time. I thought I was going to fall and I literally scared myself so much. I thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> but that's an anxiety thing too, because that'll throw off your equilibrium. Like you get nervous and you get jerky and you start to panic. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been on those escalators that like are, are jerky and shaky? That thing is scary. I have a couple of times. What about like, uh, and when you're in an uh, airport and they have the ones that are, that aren't, they're kind of like they're flat. Straight. Yeah. They're just flat, but they're kind of like escalators. Those. Okay. This is weird. The reason why I like those, number one, they don't have steps. And I literally like jump over the end, like at the beginning and the end. I just kind of leap. I do like a little ballerina leap. (laughs) Okay. But I like, I like to run down them because it feels like you're going so fast. This is so dumb. Um, But I didn't have a problem with those because my parents took me to Vegas a lot when I was a kid and they were everywhere. (laughs) So I got used to them. Okay. So it's just it's just basically the step part that having that part jut out and then cut back in like it just compacts down and goes yeah, flat. Yeah. That's scary to me. Like I've seen people get on an escalator with their shoes untied and I'm literally like what are you doing? I'm like freaking out. Oh. I have to make sure my shoes are tied before I get on an escalator every time. I have to look down. Sometimes I'm not even wearing shoes that tie. Like, it's bad. I could be wearing sandals and I'll look down to make sure there's nothing that is going to suck me in to my death. Okay. Have you ever had a close call with an escalator? Like, have you had something like where it almost like you felt like your pant leg kind of tug? I did have a shoelace incident happen once um, because my shoelace was a little long and it, it did get caught. But then I jerked my foot so fast that I jerked it out of there. And I was like, oh, my God, it's trying to eat me. It's finally happening. <laughs> That's what I was figuring. I was like, oh, then you probably had a moment where you've you've come close and then you have to wind <laughs> down. So so how long after you ride an escalator does it take you to kind of get over the fact that you were on the escalator? Is that when you get on solid ground, are you back to normal or? Well, it depends. If it's like a chill escalator, it doesn't have any problems or anything like that. We're good. If I had to walk up a stopped escalator, it takes me a while to calm down. It probably takes me a good 15 minutes because then I'll be like, I'm so glad that thing didn't start. I'm always worried it's going to start in the middle and just throw me off. Like, I... <laughs> it's so dumb. And then the other thing, like, if it's a really jerky one or like the one at Universal, I'll always tell myself, like, I can't believe I went up on that thing. Like, I'll do the stairs on Universal over the escalator because it's so dang scary. Have you seen the video of the guy going up the escalator in the outside? Like he grabs the armrest and he just holds on and just gets him and pulls himself up. Uh, that gives me so much anxiety. I can't watch it like that. People are crazy. It's- crazy. Like there was this other thing. And now I think about this too, when I'm on an escalator and you probably have not thought about this. I'm obsessed with the show 911 on Fox. It's stupid. I know it's a very cheesy show, but I love it. And the dudes are hot. I love firemen. Anyways, so also any firemen out there, I'm single. Um, anyway, <laughs> just kidding. They got to get past the hotel um, bellboy first. And that <laughs> he'll probably just tell them you're not here. Like he'll just. I'm going to die if my phone rings again. Well, <laughs> 
Like he's just gonna, he's just gonna be like, no, nah, she's out with some other guy, and then he asked me out for a drink, and I was just like, uh, I don't know what to say. I'm so bad at saying no. But anyways, okay, I just like but drinks. I like drinks. Um. <laughs> so, anyways, escalator thing you probably haven't thought about watching nine one one. There's a stupid, stupid episode where this guy, uh, this chick's waiting for this guy and he's coming up the escalator and at the top of the escalator, I guess he's on one knee proposing to her or whatever. And then he steps off of the steps onto that metal thing on the top, but whoever maintenanced it didn't put it in, put the top on right and he fell right through into the grinds and his freaking knee got grinded and then he died because he bled out. That is terrifying. So now I don't even feel comfortable when I'm at the top of the escalator because now I could probably fall in. So if you're if you're one of your boyfriends proposes to you on an escalator, you're gonna reference that episode. I'm gonna immediately dump him because he obviously doesn't know me. <laughs> okay. He wants to be with you in your in your greatest times of stress. It, <laughs> he, he wants to show you that there's nothing to be afraid of. The greatest times of stress. Do you want to know the worst thing in the world? The freaking escalators that are open on the side, like it's just glass, so you can actually see the gears on the side of it. Have you seen those? Yeah. I can't look at them. I can't look at them. They freak me out because I can see all the gears grinding and I can see all of the ways that I'm going to die. See, I just, I, I trust the machinery just enough that it doesn't seem to phase me. <laughs> I don't trust it at all. But I was a kid too, so people made them fun. Like they would swing you onto the elevator, you know, so you would, and then you would jump on, jump off. And so... I was just thinking about this the other day. Do you remember being a kid and jumping in an elevator when it's going up so you can feel what it's like? That's the dumbest thing in the world. I could have died. The dang thing, the cable could... Okay, that's a whole other story, but sorry. <laughs> I don't think a kid jumping on it would would do a cable like that. And, and I don't think... <laughs> have you seen speed? No, I'm just kidding. But even in that, like... Like you think nowadays with everything with technology, like some of this stuff is... Like they have an algorithm to actually predict when they need maintenance. Like so things whenever things start to slow start to degrade, like on an elevator, the elevator there's some elevator companies that have like diagnosis. So if something doesn't work right, it knows to shut itself down and call maintenance without building people looking at it. So it's like you they can be monitored, just like your Google Home locks and everything else. You can monitor your elevator. And so if something's, oh. if something's is alarming, then you can send a technician to see why it's alarming, and then they can do a diagnosis to make sure the elevator's fine. That's what, at our old job, or before we worked from home, that's what our building had. They had elevators that, like, you would just touch a floor, and it would pull, an, it would touch an elevator for your floor. It wouldn't be up or down. You chose it on the outside wall what floor you want to go to. Oh, wow. And so whenever that system has a, a bug or an error, like there's an online system that the elevator company monitors. 
And if it sends out an alert, then the elevator people send a technician to say, okay, you know, the following elevators had an alarm. Go ahead and shut it down and we will come out there, you know, tomorrow morning. And then they'll have a technician come out and, you know, figure out if it's a faulty alarm or if something else needs to be replaced. So, nice. So your escalators. So why have that? Huh? <laughs> why doesn't uh, the Mockingbird Station place have better escalator or elevators? Those things scare me. Well, I don't usually. I usually go down the stairs for the most part. It's oh, a good choice. It's just, they're slow. I, the only time I'll use them is when I'm working a weekend and I have like things to carry in. Then I'll I'll go use those the ele- you know to tear my luggage and stuff. I'll use the elevator. But they they are hot and slow, and they're just it's because they're hydraulic and not cables. So it's oh. and so it's like a forklift that comes up and down. Oh, okay. So if it's like I think I think it's four floors and under, it's a hydraulic press. If it's if it's more than that, then it's a cable system. That's how do you know so much about elevators? Well, I was just wondering, like. Because I'd always wondered why some are so slow and and like you go to like a big building and it's like almost like a six park six flags ride. Like when it just <laughs> takes you up or, right. or drops and that's, you know, I was like, so, and I just worked in a building that had three floors and they're like, yeah, if it's under four floors, usually the elevator is just a press that goes up and down and they just, it's a hydraulics and then over five or six floors then it becomes a cable because at that point you can't push something up that far. It would be, it would, it would, it would be right. counterproductive to have that much into the ground to hold it when it's all the way at the ground floor. than just that right. cable system. Interesting. You learn something new every day. Yes, you do. <laughs> so uh, thank you for doing this. I know I know this probably like so you're in in the midst of trying to get things finalized in Austin so life is hectic and kind of you know basically you're just in a transition phase and it's it's really hard to be in the tra- especially when the transition phase like is for a house buying and stuff like that and to move places I'm so nervous yeah because there's so many I guess little intricacies that you have to you have to navigate and stuff to try to get yourself settled in your new place while also getting everything squared away at your old place. Absolutely. I'm like on top of that, I'm still renovating my freaking town home. <laughs> and so it's just nuts because I'm, and I don't have any furniture because it was all destroyed in the winter storm when pipes burst in my town home. So like I'm having to figure out how to freaking furnish this whole house. And I'm like, ah, there's just so much to do. So yeah, I cannot wait to be settled, have my studio up and running again so I can live stream on a more regular basis. I just can't wait. Can't wait. So are you going to have just a room dedicated to live stream? Like, Yes. I have one room that's going to be a studio. Okay. How big Um, is this house going to be like? It's pretty big. It's um, so there's a main house that has four rooms, and then there's a little like casita is what it's called in the back. That's like a studio, and Tony Casillas is actually going to rent that out. Okay. Um, and there's a pool, and 
I have a really big walk-in closet. I'm excited about that. Well, so yeah, um, but it's 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 a pretty big house. Um, that's why I'm like kind of nervous. Like I got to get like lawn people because it's there's a it's like almost an acre or something like that. Wow. It's a lot. Yeah. So how it's kind of in the country. So how invested? How much of an investment is this? Is like is this everything or? No, no, it's not everything. Um, it's just, it's just a really, it's honestly just a really good investment because of how crazy Austin is right now mm-hmm. and is going to be, you know. That's cool. Like, how how far away from Austin is it since it's out in the country? Is it? You know, I made the drive a couple of times these past few days, and it's not that bad at all. I really, really like the drive. It's about thirty minutes, twenty to thirty minutes outside of downtown Austin. Okay. So, like from the comedy clubs and stuff, yeah, about. 20, 30 minutes. Is it? But like. So is it like in San Marcos area then? Like south? No. No, no, no. Um, It's kind of in between. It's like in the middle. It's it's called Dripping Springs. Okay. So that's where they have like the Deep Eddy vodka distillery place. And they have like a bunch of breweries and wineries out there. It's real cool. It's yeah. just all hill country and pretty. Okay. Well, that's cool. I wish you the best. Where can people find you on social media or Twitch if they were to check out a stream here? Yes. Check out my streams. Follow me on Insta. Please follow me on Twitter. Um, I need more followers. It's uh, for all that social media. It's at Christy Got Jokes. So Christy with a K, K R I S T I E, and then Got Jokes. Okay. Is that the name of your Twitch stream as well? Yeah, Christy Got Jokes okay. is my channel as well. All right. Well, so, definitely we'll have some people check you out. I thank you for doing this and let you get some rest here and kind of reset for tomorrow. And I guess I'm all hyper now. I need to go out. No, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you got a bellboy that's calling you right now, wanting to go out so bad. I'm like, please ring, ring again. <laughs> you just. You're not gonna answer. So what's the? Why do you want it to ring? Are you just that? Are you that <laughs> just egotistical? For, just for just funny, that funny podcast purposes. <laughs> are you that egotistical that you just want this guy to just want you so bad that he's just blowing up your phone that you won't answer? That's all you no, want. No, this is what happened last time. Like <laughs> it's just nuts. I I just think it's funny content. If it happened one more time while we were recording, this. okay. <laughs> But it's not going to. It's fine. All right. We'll talk to you later. (laughs) All righty. Bye. So that was Christy. It's such a weird fear. Like, I, I get that, too. Like, there's so many fears that are based on things you see as a kid, like movies or movie scenes or things like that that can kind of traumatize you. So it's very interesting that a cartoon can traumatize you into being afraid of escalators. Just like, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't like John Carpenter's The Thing because it looked like a dog. And and it was just it was kind of traumatic to watch them like torch all the the huskies in that movie. So I was very paranoid and freaked out. So I still haven't watched that movie since like I was like seven there's a couple of movies like that that I kind of that just kind of hit a button for me and just kind of, you know, like I'm ooged or scared to to ever watch them again. Uh, 
the original It with Tim Curry is another one of those that I just can't bring myself to watch. Yeah, and that's such a great, you know, way to start the next, you know, month of fears that we got coming up for the holiday season. I'm going to try to get a bunch of interviews I can on Saturdays that I can do it. I've got three or four lined up already. So that should be exciting. You can check check out at some fear fans. I'll try to post more kind of on the daily of what I do with the podcast as well as just not the previews of who's coming up this week. Big thanks to everyone that's been a guest on my podcast. I've got 63 episodes in the can and, you know, I've still got many more here to to go through and post and show you guys. Um, Hopefully I can just keep the guests cranking up and cranking them out. It's been a very, very fun, I guess, year and a half that I've kind of been doing this and it's kind of a nice diversion from stand-up um, as far as stand-up you can follow me at ryan perio where my stuff is you can check me out i've got shows coming up next week i have a show at the dallas comedy club with a bunch of local co- shows called bangers which is a lot of the dfw's best comedy talent um, we check it out at dallascomedyclub.com i will post links to that in the show notes as well as christie's and check that out i'm about to head out to do hyenas comedy nightclub in fort worth with tyson lawrence and latrice wilkerson it'll be another amazing show um look forward to doing that as well and make sure you leave a review or any review you can leave for me it gives the show exposure especially if you give it five stars so you know please take that into consideration if you do have suggestions for the show please email me at somefearfans at gmail.com But again, hope you guys have a happy and safe Halloween. We'll see you on the Monday after with a new guest and a new fear. Uh, This week after the Halloween, it's Christy with the Escalators, and then we'll have another guest next week. Thanks for listening to the Sum of All Fears podcast. Have a wonderful week. And now some thank yous for the folks that make this show possible. Thanks to Barry Whitewater for my art and graphics. You can follow him on Instagram at bwhiteh2o. Get it? H2O, like water. You can also follow him on Facebook, Music. A huge thank you to Gunnar Olson for the wonderful music provided for this podcast. You can follow him on Instagram at gunbuns, that's G-U-N-B-U-N-S, as well as his website, gunnarolson.net. Check out some of the samples that he has recorded. They're amazing. He's an amazing percussionist. If you want to follow the show, we've got a Facebook group, Some of All Fears. Instagram, Twitter, you can find us at Some Fear Fans. If you have some feedback for the show, email me at somefearfans, S-O-M-E-F-E-A-R-F-A-N-S at gmail.com. I'll be happy to, to take those into consideration. Also, if you'd like to be a guest, email me at somefearfans at gmail.com. We can try to iron out some details and get that settled in. You know, give us some feedback if on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a review. It makes the show bigger, and it's not going anywhere. I'm going to record as many shows as I possibly can. If you want to follow me... On social media, I am at Ryan Perio. It's R-Y-A-N-P-E-R-R-I-O on all social media platforms. You can follow me there and you can 
Check me out at ryanperio.com, my website. I'll try to list upcoming shows there as well. It's been kind of spotty because as soon as I set it up, that's when the pandemic happened. And everything's kind of just in a, in a holding pattern. Thanks again for listening to the Sum of All Fears podcast. Next week, we'll have another guest with another fear. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.